Welcome to Coos's Corner, a platform for passionate, unscripted discussions with my guests to entertain and inspire you. Let's get into this episode. This episode of Coos's Corner, joined by my good friend, Tommy. How's it going? And uh, we've had this in the works for a while, and you've made the trip up to Montreal from Peterborough. Yeah, finally finally made it. Here to talk some baseball. And I want to start off with your own career first. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah. Um, So you played baseball for the Concordia Stingers. Yeah. And uh, you were a pitcher. First question, what pitches are you able to throw? Like, what's your your Um, repertoire? Four-seam, two-seam fastball. So, like, just... Yeah. And hang out the ball and fucking change up, um, curveball, uh, and I messed around with a slider a bit, but never really couldn't really throw it well. But my best pitcher probably fastball, curveball. True. So, yeah. So the slider was the toughest one to. Yeah, dude. It was just it hurts your elbow. Oh yeah. It's a huge thing, dude, because you have to like throw it across your body instead of like straight down like you would normally. You know, like, they do the towel drill and whip it down, like, straight. That's what you're trying to get on, like, on top of the ball. But with a slider, you have to, like, fully, like... Go across your body. Yeah, like, throw down and then across at the end. And it just jerks your fucking... Did many players that you've played with, did they have to get, like, any, like, Tommy John surgery? Oh, yeah, there's a guy on uh, Concordia who was, like, in the bullpen. But he, he had Tommy John, and he was, like, he didn't even do, like, most of the recovery stuff you're supposed to do for it and you're still pitching the next year like just going hard well like throwing a ball at at like how fast could you throw like what's your top speed Uh, you think 84 85 like doing that a hundred times in a row yeah it's real it puts it puts a lot of strain on your arm and think about the guys in the majors those guys are throwing it like 95 (laughs) yeah and like like even like 98 now even it's like basis for like your bullpen guys right have you ever gone up against someone that could throw a knuckleball? Uh, yeah, a couple guys. Really? A couple guys, yeah. And they're, like, not bad, but, like, well, obviously, like, probably very bad. Like, I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't hit this when I was in the batter's box. But, uh, like, yeah, they'd dance a bit. Like, they'd move. Mm-hmm. Like, move a bit. But, like, oh, Tim Wayfield or, like, Ari Dickey, I'd be like, holy. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, how do you hit that thing, dude? It's moving, like... When you were pitching for Concordia, did they play with the DH, or did you bat as well? Um, they played with the DH when I pitched. You could do either, though. It was, like, a a toss-up for each. Like, you could... It was the manager's decision. So the whole time you were telling the manager, let me bat. Yeah, yeah, Put me in in the box. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I, I didn't like... I liked pitching, uh... I like only pitching in games. So you don't like you don't even like playing in the field at all. No, I like I like playing in the field, but when only when I'm playing in the field, I don't like pitching and then like hitting or like going into the field after. It just feels like you know what I mean. It's yeah. weird. It's it's just weird. It throws my like mental because like pitching such a mental thing. Yeah. Like you have to be so like you have to force yourself to be locked in even when you're not even like feeling good or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. But then to be thrown in like the other, the whole opposite situation, and like you know, like I don't practice fielding that much. So if I get thrown in a second base randomly in like the late innings, I'm gonna be shitting my pants. Like yeah. the ball's gonna <laughs> fucking come to me. Like, no. Um. Oh. So who would you say is the best player that you've ever played against in baseball? Yeah. Um. 
best player I've ever played against. Like to pitch against. To pitch against? Um, probably some guy in the States. I can't remember who, but like when we yeah. played down there, like, oh my God. So Some guy in like Carolina who was just like six foot five. And just, just an, an absolute, absolute beast. Yeah, yeah, just definitely drafted probably and shit. Um, what would your pitching sequence, like what would your thoughts be on the mountain um, going up against him? I would probably be throwing soft stuff outside, hard stuff in, try and maybe put like a pitch inside early in the account because if yeah. he backs off the plate a little. So most good hitters don't, but if he does, then you get that whole other side of the plate to work with, right? And he like, might not swing at an outside pitch and it might be a strike. Yeah. Out of there, so. I was watching a video yesterday and it was David Ortiz and Alex uh, Rodriguez talking about their batting stance. And how much it affects their approach. And uh, one of the things David Ortiz said early on is in his career, yeah. his stance was a lot more open. Okay. Or yeah. sorry, it was a lot. Yeah, it was. It was started out close, and he would open his leg up, and that would mean he would only cover part of the plate with his bat. The inside. Yeah, yeah. So then, in the later part in his career, when he started doing well for the Boston Red Sox, he changed up his stance. Yeah. And uh, and he was actually. Like stay, staying over the plate a lot more. There's a lot of like li- little things that a lot of people probably don't even notice. Oh, dude! When it comes to baseball, dude, baseball is so like in depth. It's retarded. It's all like, strategic. I'm coaching. Yeah, dude, I'm coaching uh, a team now in Peterborough, and like, there's this old guy who's like used to scout for the Jays, who's like Peterborough like legend or whatever. Yeah, like, the baseball street, legend the, in the, the town. The street that the diamonds on is named after him or whatever. Like he's. <laughs> And anyways, he fucking would, like, teach us new stuff, and, like, it's crazy, like, some of the stuff, like, just for batting, like, your elbow is, like, at all times, like, through your batting stance and stuff like that determines whether you can, you're gonna have pop and stuff like that, like, it's just, there's so little, like, uh, every little thing. So even at the Canadian University level, was there a lot of scouting done on your opponents? Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Like, when you... Oh, dude, they had, actually, the scouting, like, the... The like previous year scouting, they had booklets of every player on McGill. Say, yeah, back three years, what they've done every game against them. So they would have kind of like know where to put the outfield or yeah, you know which I mean? pitches they yeah. they can hit and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So you knew a player like all the players you're going up against when you were pitching against them. You knew their strengths. And yeah, yeah. That's them. also like a huge in-game thing. I think a lot of the time too, like you see how a guy's stance is, you can kind of like if you know hitters, like what hitters are supposed to be doing and how they'll be successful. Yeah. That's a big thing for me is like you learn about hitting construction and stuff like that so that you can take that as a pitcher and then you know what they're thinking when they're up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you can think this guy's standing a bit off the plate, he's not gonna cover it with like a fastball on the edge or this guy looks like he's gonna like he's swinging everywhere. He's gonna swing at a curveball in the dirt, stuff like that. So it's kind of how much does a catcher make a difference for you as a pitcher? Like huge. So huge. Well, were there like, some catchers that really made you pitch better, and others that didn't help you out as much? Or yeah, yeah, big time. There's catchers that are like really, I don't know. Just I guess it's the higher level you get to, right? Like the catcher's yeah. just more in the game. Yeah, and um, 
they can help you out with what the batter is oh, yeah. doing and stuff like that. And a like catcher that. that can block really well, man, makes like such a huge difference. Like when there's a guy on third base and you're not like, oh shit, I can't throw this in the dirt or else it's yeah. a run, right? Like if you have a bad catcher back there, you're thinking in the back of your head, yeah, like, that's true. I better not bounce this. Whereas a good catcher, you know, has your ass is going to protect you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's go over to the Jays a bit. Mm. How do you think they're going to do this year? Uh, I think the Jays will be... I think they're going to hover around 500. Which is I a, think so as a well. respectable thing. I think they'll be five, five games within 500 either way. The lower up throughout the year and... I yeah, think hopefully their young guys just make progress. And which are some of the players that you're looking out for this year? Um, I'm looking out for mainly Bo Bichette. I think he's gonna. Have, this is a big year for him. Oh, dude! Like this could be really be a make or break year for him. He's because, proven he could hit. Like, and he's been one of the top Jays prospects for a while, and yeah. now it's time for him to actually start getting some work on. done in the ma- in the majors at least. Yeah, dude, I think so too. Like he's he's. Uh, He's hit at every level so far that they've put him at, like fairly consistently throughout his career. That's what they've said. So he should. I think him and Vlad will definitely hit the ground running. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Vlad play when he finally gets his opportunity. Oh, dude. But a player that I'm also, I want to see how they do this year is uh, Ludris uh, Guriel Jr. Oh, yeah, dude. He should. I think he's going to be like a... Because he was another top prospect coming in into he the was. Jays system. Yeah, and uh, his brother Yuri Gurriel on the Astros has won a ring already. Like baseball's in that family. Their dad is one of the top Cuban baseball players ever, and uh, it's gonna be. I'd like to see him take another step. I agree with you that I think that the Jays they're gonna be around five hundred. They're they're pretty young at this point. Yeah, I think they're a couple years away from actually like maybe being in the playoff hunt. Yeah, dude, baseball is. But another big thing is they need Aaron Sanchez to stay healthy. Yeah, dude. Like, what are what's with the, all those blisters? No, I know, like, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird. Have like, you, you ever think by? I've had blisters. Yeah, like twice, pitching. probably twice. But one was like early, early when I was playing baseball, right? Like just like first getting the fr- like your fingers. I don't know. Should be if you're throwing a ball at ninety eight miles an hour, you'd think your fingers are pretty callous to the yeah. to the friction of throwing a baseball that fast leaving your hand right like mm-hmm. you'd think that that would totally not be an issue but i think it's on his off speed stuff or something he's doing something maybe he's holding the ball holding the ball in a weird way or something like that i don't know man it's pretty crazy how one little difference in the way you hold the ball can yeah. make the ball move a certain way oh dude it's nuts because like yeah. there's what this is there's a circle change up yeah. where you kind of hold your hand and it in makes the three. ball with a dip, a bit of a dip to the other side of the plate. Like it's, yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. I can kind of do it. I've done it, but like, um, the coolest thing to me is like curveballs and sliders. If you can really like yank yeah. it and throw it kind of hard and just like with that, like flip over of your wrist and it's just snaps and it goes like folding. It's kind of, so it's cool. Mariano Rivera has the signature cutter. Yeah. What what is that doing in the air? Like what's happening with that? Because um, I, I don't see seams are cutting into, like he throws it. You throw it on its side, and its seams are cutting into the wind. I'm not sure how they're rotating right now. Like I, 
I know they're ro- obviously they're rotating a certain way, right? Yeah. But I, he's throwing it with two fingers like together, slightly on the side of the ball, and then throwing it so the ball's spinning into the wind to make it go into the like directly just in a bit at the end. If you depending on how okay, you throw so it. just at the end it moves. Yeah, into into a lefty if you're throwing it from the right side. So like. Oh okay. Yeah, so that's how it did his broken bat like. I think his stats, I don't know what they are, but on broken bats and stuff for that cutter. Just, like, coming in on guys, and they're like, fuck. <laughs> they just get sawed off. So this year he got inducted, or he's going to get inducted yeah. into the Hall of Fame. And uh, there was a stat that came out that Derek Jeter actually found. And, uh, like, he posted yeah. it on the Players' Tribune when he was saying, like, congrats, Mo. Mm-hmm. And the stat is, more people have walked on the moon then scored an earned run off of Rivera in the playoffs. 12 people have walked on the moon. <laughs> Only 11 people have scored an earned run off <laughs> Rivera. That's yeah, ridiculous. Dude, that's how dominant he was, dude. And he's on the Yankees. They're in the yeah. playoffs every year. Every, like, yeah, which, every year, dude. They're in the playoffs. And he's p- pitching in almost every one of those games. Yeah, every game that's a run or two apart, he's definitely touching them out. Like, it, it, was, it was ridiculous yeah. hearing that stat. That's so crazy. Um, on the moon. I kind of have a feeling that I know the answer to this question, but yeah. I still want to ask it. Who is your favorite baseball player ever? Baseball player ever? Um, I'd have to say... I feel like you know the answer. I want to know what your answer is, kind of. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll um, let you know what I think it is after you say yours. Man. It's tough. My favorite baseball player ever. My dad's is Ichiro. Really? Just yeah, just because he's he's cool, man. He's been so consistent. Yeah. He has the most hits like ever in history. Like if you combined his whole career. Yeah. With like age playing in, but yeah. like it's like the minors, right? Like he could. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'd say my favorite player of all time would have to be. It's definitely a pitcher. I'm trying to think who would it would be. Um, this is who I thought you'd answer. Who? Roy Halladay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up there. He's top. Like he's definitely almost probably top three. Definitely top three. Cause so think about it, Toronto it. Blue Jays pitchers. He's got. I well, yeah, grew up watching him. So yeah, yeah, so did I. So Halladay, man. Yeah. Um, Halladay, I'd say for sure. Other than that, I, I these was are some of the guys. Starter, like. So I was thinking about this while I was walking over here to to yeah. record this. These are some of my favorite players. Yeah. So I've had some favorite players that were there for like a year or two. Yeah. Okay. So like, these are some scrubs, but Scrub- hey. Travis Snyder was one of my favorite players oh, for like a year or two. Yeah. Then yeah. Uh, there was also Troy Gloss. Yes. Oh, dude, he had power. Um, yeah. Oh. Huge third baseman. Um, shortstop Yunel Escobar. He got into some uh, oh yeah risky dude, business there, but holy. But he was one of my favorite players. Yeah. Um, he swings. Guess this. I saw this this the other day, or like a couple couple weeks ago. He swings a thirty eight inch bat. So that is that bigger or small? That's ridiculously big. Like MLB is usually like thirty four. You know who has a big bat? At least it seems like to yeah. their size is Dustin Pedroia. Yeah, I it seems like see he swings a huge bat he's as well. He's a thirty-five or thirty-four, and he just chokes up on it and just yeah. rips like. Um, he's but crazy. Okay, so Vernon Wells is another one of my favorite mm. players. I 
for me, my love of baseball really started in the late 2000s when I visited my grandfather and we would watch Blue Jays games together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Vernon Wells was one of the top. But I'd say my all-time favorite player, yeah. Benji Molina. Oh, dude, yeah. He catcher sick, for the dude. Blue Jays. Sick. An absolute just a huge catcher. Could yeah. barely run the first base. But he was he, a good catcher, dude. Great was... catcher. That whole Molina family. Oh, dude. Great catchers. <laughs> Legends. Like the one, uh, Jose. Yeah, Jose. Oh, my gosh. He he's also, like the best, one of the best defensive catchers of all time. He and played for the Jays as well. And the uh, Tampa. And the only the... one we didn't have was uh, Yadier. Yeah. And who, who might be the best out of all of them. Yeah, I think he is for sure. Like, he's just... He wins gold gloves every year. Because he's disgusting. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's another weapon behind the plate, man. So, That's a new meaning to the catcher position, kind of. For the Boston-New York rivalry, which yeah. side do you lean more on? I lean more towards um, Boston, just because I like the city of Boston and yeah. stuff like that. Like I, that's the only thing because I'm a Jays fan, so I really wouldn't like on the bait. Like on the low, I don't really give it <laughs> flying whatever, yeah. right? But I, when I'm watching, I am cheering slightly for Boston. Yeah, and I, I like their young players and stuff like that. Like. They're, they're I, for me, players. just Fenway Park. I, oh, dude. The yeah. whole aesthetic is amazing. It's crazy, dude. It's part of Boston Red Sox culture. Yeah. Like, but I do have to say, like, one of my favorite players for the Yankees is Brett Gardner. Yeah, dude. This guy, we were just talking about a grinder. the impact of being able to steal bases and how much it can change a game. Mm-hmm. He, well, he does bad in Yankee Stadium, and he's a lefty, so he does have an advantage he with that short. Things. Oh, yeah. With that short right field. But... He does all those little things that yeah. really do make a difference when, when you need it. Yeah, dude. He's, a, he's like one of those guys who they say is like a championship yeah. caliber player. Like he's he's going to steal that base in the seventh inning or make the diving catch or in the alley, right? Like he's, yeah. he's nails. It's pretty interesting that now the players that we've grown up with are actually yeah. like becoming like Hall of Famers and stuff. Like Miguel yeah. Cabrera, he's... He's oh. been in the league for a while, and he's towards the end of his career. Same with yeah. Albert Pujols. Yeah, like Pujols is straight. Like they're barely hanging on too. Like yeah. it's like Fielder's gone. Yeah, Prince, Prince. Fielder. Wow. Like he was a beast. I remember. Think of that Detroit him. Tigers oh. team. Oh. That Detroit Tigers Victor team. Victor Martinez <laughs> had Victor Martinez, Miguel Cabrera, Prince Fielder, yeah. um, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, all on the same team. I know. They weren't oh. able to get it done though. Yeah, dude. That's which is pretty crazy. Yeah, like they had. I don't know. I don't forget what happened that season. Who did they lose to? The Twins, maybe. Yeah, I think in the so. dome with Joe Mauer, the the old stadium, the the big <laughs> absolute. Oh, my that's God. another legend that's just hanging on. Yeah, Mauer. He's still in the league, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, dude. He's oh, he. Uh, I think it was him who had his strikeouts in high school baseball, or college D one college or something. Two or one strikeout in a whole season. Wow! Playing, batting four games a game, like four four, four times a game. a game. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, at that level, with guys throwing that hard, like mm-hmm. he should be striking out ten or fit twenty at least. Um, for me, I've always had the opinion that baseball is, I think, the toughest league to make it pro in North oh, America. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Hundred and ten percent. Because there's just at, so many levels that you have to get yeah. through. 
Yeah, they'd start you in, like, dude, there's a guy from Peterborough who got drafted to the Orioles. Uh, Brent Seabrook, who played for the Blackhawks back in the day. His son, Travis okay. Seabrook, lefty. Big lefty, six foot five, plays for the Orioles single A now. But, like, that's like, he's like a third round draft pick. Yeah. Like, and he's not going to make it to the MLB if he does, right? With all the injuries and stuff. He's yeah. not going to make it till he's 26, 27, 25. Like, who knows, right? That's like, another thing. Careers start so late yeah, in, in the MLB. Yeah. Like, it's, if you're 24, you're you're considered, like, 24, 25, you're a young player. Yeah. While, like, in the other leagues, that's kind of like you're starting your prime there. Yeah, exactly. You're getting into the best part of your career. In ba- like, basketball, you go straight. Football, One year. Yeah. Football, if you, like, if you're good enough to. So what would be the typical path for a baseball player to make it to the MLB? What, um, what age do they get drafted at? And then, like. It depends, like, how good, like good off the bat they are how like you know yeah. what I mean. obviously like, like bryce harper who's like came out of high school was gonna yeah. be amazing yeah so but like for the average player what do you average think? player goes usually if they they draft you they send you to high class a so they have low class which is just like scrubs kind of then yeah. high class which is like some better younger younger players on there and then they send you to double a once you, once you do, like, it depends on how good you are, but if you did, like, say, like, two months in a season really well, like, really, really well, and they have some guys in double-A team they want to send down, then you go up to double-A, then you go, you got to get to triple-A. Yeah. And then at triple-A, you got to play consistent or shine enough for them to put you up for someone who's coming down, or you got to be playing on a team that's kind of garbage and wants to test out new young guys, right, to get your shots. Yeah. Do most guys get drafted out of high school or out of college? Um, it's kind of like 50-50, I think, almost. But yeah. there's like a lot of, there's a lot of guys that de- just declare out of high school because they just want to be baseball players and they're from some like farm town. In yeah, that's all they want to you know do. That's I mean? their dream. That's all their parents want them to do. Exactly, yeah. So there's guys that definitely do that and then to school later. But um, you know Quantrill? Quantrill, the guy who pitched yeah. for the Yankees? His, they lived in Port Hope, which is right near Peterborough. Okay. And his son, Cal Quantrill, um, got drafted sixth round or something, said no, because he had an offer to go to Stanford for okay. baseball for D1, so he pitched there, got Tommy John, so he couldn't get drafted, and then the next season, he pitched there, pitched really well after Tommy John, and now he got drafted third overall in the draft. So the NCAA is really a viable path for people to make it to the MLB. Because if you look at the Jays, they have Marcus Stroman and Aaron Sanchez. They both pitched at Duke, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it is. It is for sure. Um, the one thing that's crazy about the NCAA is they're still using metal bats, dude. Really? Yeah. Like, it's nuts. Like, there's guys throwing 98, 99 now, and they're using metal bats. Like, I'm surprised the third baseman hasn't Gone literally in. died. Yeah. <laughs> like, trying to come in for a bunt, and the guy swings, like... Because it's pinging off that. It, it, like, oh, dude. They're it's... probably blasting home runs so far with metal bats. Yeah. What, like, disgusting. At Concordia, are you allowed to use metal bats? No, it's all wood. Okay. And that's the same with, like, even uh, rep baseball in Canada. It's all wood bats when you get to age, like, yeah. 15, 14. The States, you stay metal all the way through college until the pros, and then you got to use wood, which is pretty whack. What do you think Canada can do with baseball? Like, we've had Joey Votto. We've had a couple other players like Brett Lowry. I don't know. I think it's, like, there will always be, like, a few guys from Canada. But um, I think with basketball getting so big and, like, other – you know what I mean? Like, other sports getting big. Soccer's still big. There's a lot of other sports to play. But I think – like, and hockey is so, like, dominant that – Yeah. 
kids to play like triple A hockey if they're playing baseball in the summer, they're just doing it to stay in shape or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and the thing athletic, the so. thing is now with like hockey and stuff, they have to play year round. They don't even get yeah. summers off. So There's a lot more like solo focus on solo sports when they're younger now. Yeah. So that's been an episode of Coos's Corner. Thank you, Tommy, for coming on. And uh, next time pleasure. you're back in Montreal, uh, we'll do an update on the Jays season and awesome. some sure. more baseball talk. Thanks for listening.